0: Eight four three five six seven eight. To see a picture of Zaley Fryer, please click on the link on the Voice
2: America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. This is voiceamericakids.com.
3: 10 years old, turn up the sound right now. This is Life at 10, a show that's all about being 10 years old in the 21st century. Your hosts have not been there and done that. They are experiencing Life at 10.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Life at 11, Voice America Kids Network. I'm Les, and we're live on remote location at Universal Studios Hollywood. Hollywood. (laughs) And Elena's not here right now because, you know, we're in California, and she's not. And we're about to go, my family and I are about to go on the new Transformers ride, which looks very fast-paced and fun. So I'll get back to you right after the ride. Okay, see you soon. We just got off of the Transformers ride. It was really cool. It was kind of creepy at first, and then we had to wear these 3D glasses, and then on the ride, there were like drops and spins, and then you saw Megatron explode in your face. (laughs) And then my dad, my favorite part, is there was this missile coming at us, and my dad tried to touch it, and it exploded. (laughs) So my dad set off the missile. Zach, what was your favorite part?
2: Um, the entire ride, because it was amazing. Probably the falling part, because that was really cool. Yeah. Oh, it was well, dirt fall. But when, when we, when it, like, dropped, when you got dropped off the edge and you fell straight down. Oh, yeah. Because that was really cool, and, yes...
1: What was your favorite part, Mom? You know what? It was so fun. I was hanging on to Zach's arm the whole ride. I loved when, um, whatever, what was what robot was it that sprayed water on
3: us? Megatron. Yeah,
1: Megatron. This peed mist on us. of water, and then we—Megatron peed on us. Then we felt heat, and then we felt the wind, and it was just—it was exhilarating. It was good. What was your favorite part?
2: I would stand in line to go on that, that ride, and I don't stand in line to do anything. It was cool. Yeah,
0: but thing. we had the front of the line passes, so it was kind hey, of
2: Jurassic Universal.
0: Park. Now we're going to go to Jurassic Park. Well, we did actually survive Jurassic Park, which is really nice because it was kind of scary. First, what you did is you got in a little boat with a bunch of other people, like ten other people or something. And then you went through the water and there's a bunch of dinosaurs spitting water at you. And then there's all this water flying at you. And then you go up a little hill and go down a little tiny hill. And then you go more and more. And then there's all these dinosaurs spitting at you. And then you go into the big base and then you go up a giant hill. And then you go down a little bit and then you go up more. And then you fly down like 60 miles an hour and it's a gigantic hill. Okay. So. Everything. I'm wet. I'm wet pretty much. We're all wet. Everything that was in my head went under my stomach and everything that was in stomach went into my pants. Just kidding. <laughs> That's just the same. But n- my stomach kind of did go up into my head on that ride. It was kind of scary, kind of creepy, but awesome.
1: But uh, what a great ride when you're hot in the afternoon. Yes. And we didn't use our fast pass.
2: And so. we're going to go on it again later.
0: No, I'm not. Yes, I ca- I can't do it another time.
1: But it was really really fun, and Wesley needs to see Jurassic Park. I have never seen Jurassic Park. Didn't realize you've been so deprived. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Well, we're having a great time at Universal Studios. So we
0: will get back to you sometime soon. The next ride. After the mummy.
1: Yes. After
0: the Mummy, which yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the show, and now well. We're not done yet. We'll be back at another segment. But we are now leaving Universal Studios, and it was a great thing. Um, Tranya Pittman, who was supposed to be our interview, there, um, she wasn't able to show up at when we were at the park. So I have the answers to the questions which I was going to ask her. And I'll just read a couple of the questions that I was going to say, like... Um, and she was going to talk about mostly about Transformers, so when was the ride first designed? And um, has anybody famous from the movies gone on the ride? And then, you know, just the basic questions like Brussels sprouts, what kind of car do you drive? What's the best park food? Things like that. They have the answers, and my first question I asked her was, how long has the Transformers ride been in production? And she said it has been in production for a few years. Um, it opened on May 25th, Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg, and Jamie Fallon were three of the people that actually went on the ride when it first opened. And then I asked her my famous question of, do you like Brussels sprouts? And surprisingly, she said yes. But Dad, guess how Trania likes her Brussels sprouts prepared?
2: Fried in butter.
0: No, sauteed in olive oil. Oh. You know, kind of different. Then I asked her what kind of car she drives. Dad, what kind of car do you think she drives? A uh, Porsche. An Acura TSX. Huh. Yeah, pretty nice Acura. Dad, I asked her what kind of car she could drive if she wanted to. Any dream car. What do you think it was?
2: A BMW M3 convertible.
0: Did you look in my favor? No. Three series BMW convertible. Um, okay. So I asked her what one of the must-sees is if you had a small amount of time at the park. Dad, what do you think the main must-see was?
2: Jurassic Park.
0: No, the studio tour.
2: Oh, I love the studio tour.
0: Yeah, um, so Dad, I asked her what the best park food is. Guess what she said.
2: Chicken nuggets.
0: The International Cafe. We didn't go to the International Cafe. And Dad. I asked her a couple more questions about, like, where the best places are for adults and children. Where do you think the best place was for children?
2: The nursery?
0: The Curious George area.
2: Oh, did we not go there?
0: It's kind of like the water park area where there's all the water falling from the sky and stuff. Where do you think the best place for adults was?
2: The studio tour. The mummy. The mummy.
0: It's a fast-paced roller coaster. Yes, it was. Yeah. I didn't go on it because I don't like roller coasters.
2: I went on it, but I've never seen the movie.
0: Okay, then. Dad, guess who else one of the famous people was and his friends that went to Universal Studios?
2: Steven Spielberg.
0: I already said him. No, guess again. Shia LaBeouf. No.
2: I have no idea.
0: Prince Harry.
2: Prince Harry? Went
0: to Universal Studios with some of his friends. Went on the Transformers ride. Um, Well, Trania's title, Trania Pittman... Her title is the Senior Manager of Publicity. So she basically just shares the theme park, lets people get to know it, answers, questions, and basically. (laughs) Okay. And in the Transformers ride, I asked her, um, let's see, what did I ask her? I don't know what I asked her, but I was just talking to her about it. And she said, the miles, um, it makes you think like you're going over 60 and over miles an hour. But you're actually going about five miles an hour. And I asked her if the ride, or like how long the ride is. And she said, three and a half to four minutes long for the Transformers ride. And I asked her how long the ride is like the track. And she said, it's 2,000 feet of track. Dad, it's 2,000 feet of track for the Transformers.
2: It was a pretty long ride. That was a cool ride. I liked it.
0: It was about four minutes. And I asked her what all kinds of special effects there were on it. she said there's many new and old effects. And the screens that are in the rooms that you go through are over 60 feet tall in the Transformers right. And I, asked her, asked, I also asked her about the questions, or about the effects, if you did the special effects stage, which is kind of like a place where you sit and watch all these different special effects. And she said they're combining new and old effects to make the show. And what it was really cool is the guy had her, his volunteer, a girl, and he got out this, this giant machete, but he didn't cut her arm off with that. But he cut her arm off with this little knife. He's slicing and slicing and slicing, and it cut her arm, and there's blood going everywhere. It was fake blood, and the knife was, when he was cutting, he could push and hold a little thing, and the blade extended, and it just popped in her arm because there was a little cutout. And then fake blood came out of it. It was so cool. Yeah.
2: Do you want that for Halloween next year?
0: Maybe. <laughs> and let's see. Um. Well, yeah. It's combining new and old 30 seconds effects. But, well, I will see you next segment. Back with Elena. So, see you in, like, next segment.
2: Looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view? Look no further than Speaking of Sports. We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune in to Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show and you've missed
4: out.
3: This is Life at 10 on Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show. Welcome
0: back to the show. Life at 11, back in... Yes. Okay, so... Um, well, our show topic today is Elena. She's talking about earthquakes. Yeah, earthquakes.
5: So, Kay. earthquake. So, the history of earthquakes is the first one that was actually recorded was in 1177 B.C. in Europe. So, uh, how do you think they record that? They wrote it down on a piece of paper. I guess they did. It's I think it's just saying that's like the first year mm-hmm. whenever they figured out what it's when they actually is, mm-hmm. when they acknowledged this is the earth shaking mm-hmm. right now. When they actually thought, Hey, we're gonna be smart today. Yeah. Okay. In Europe fifty five hundred and eighty BC was the year when an earthquake was felt.
0: Rumble, oh. rumble, rumble, rumble. Does it say where rumble, in Europe rumble. that is?
5: It's not. It's wow, that's very
1: cool.
4: Have
0: we ever had an earthquake here that wasn't an aftershock from Cali?
1: No, I think the only time I can remember, well, that I can remember in my lifetime was just the aftershock stuff. Do you remember yeah. that, Elena? Yeah,
0: from that California. Cool. Yeah. Stupid
5: tectonic plates. A very devastating earthquake took place at Fran-San-Cisco Francis- in 1906. San Francisco. More than 700 people were killed. That's a bummer. San Francisco.
1: California is kind of like the place to... Because
5: it has the... To feel them, huh? San Andreas Tectonic. San Andreas Fault. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where the earthquake builds and shakes is called the hypocenter. On the surface of the earth is called the epicenter. The value of the earthquake is called the magnitude. The shaking from the tremors is called the intensity. A majority of earthquakes have been recorded at a depth of less than 80 kilometers or 50 miles below the Earth's surface. Okay.
1: Well, that's interesting. What other kind of facts do you have that you can share with us? Because that yeah. is think it's fascinating.
5: Uh, the damage, when there's many people, it's obviously going to be more deadly. That'd be like...
1: Like in India, when they have earthquakes over there.
5: Yeah.
1: Because there's so many people. Yeah.
5: That'd be like having one in Antarctica. Nobody's gonna, mm-hmm. see penguins, they might be a little disturbed, but I don't think and polar bears.
0: And polar bears.
5: And polar bears.
0: <laughs> you know, the Arctic is actually only ice, it's like a big chunk of ice floating, and Antarctica is actually land with ice on top
1: of it. Did you learn that in school last year?
5: No, I just have known that for like ever. Okay. The effects are, so they're more deadly when there's more people, Okay, so let's say your house has a driveway right through the middle of it. So you've grass on the side, a driveway, and then grass. An earthquake could literally make that house and the driveway split in half. Hmm, wow. Because the earth is shaking so much, it mm-hmm. could just, it just the concrete.
0: Mom, that lamp over there, it looks like it's leaning a lot to the side. Maybe the earthquake caused that.
5: Wow. Micro-earthquakes have slight movements uh, called fault creep. The nature of the ground decides the range of vibration and compact, oh wait, wait, totally skipped something, and consequent destruction of a region. Uh, If it's not filled, so if a wall has like a missing block, Mm -hmm. an earthquake could make that wall fall. But if it has all its blocks, it's not going to fall? Well, it still can. But not as much. It's not as likely, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. And then the biggest earthquakes Mm -hmm. that have happened, Mm -hmm. uh, 10 was in 1970,
0: Chimbote, Peru? Chimbote, Peru? Yeah. Oh, Chimbote, Peru. Chimbote, Peru,
5: yeah. Uh, Nine... The ninth biggest one was in 1908 in Messina, Messina, Italy. Messina. Messina, Italy. The eighth biggest one, 2005, Kashmir, Pakistan. 7, 2008, does anybody know how to pronounce that? Sichuan Province, China. Sichuan Province in China. Yeah. Five minutes? OK. 1948. Turkmenistan, mm-hmm. five, uh, 1923, Kanto, Japan, four, 1920, Hyayana, China, Taiwan, China, yeah, Taiwan, yeah. China, yeah, uh, three, 2004, Indian Ocean tsunami, mm. yep, yep, mm-hmm. uh, two, 1976, Tangshan, China, one, 1556. Shanxi, Shanzi. Shanxi, Shanxi, China. So the number the biggest one. one
1: biggest earthquake was in Shanxi, China, 56. in 1556. And look at how many how many of them were take place in China.
5: One, two, three, four. Four out of the ten. Yep. Wow. Wow. Shanxi. Do you want to share your trivia with us? I do. I do. I do. Trivia. Okay. Which is the worst place to be during an earthquake? Um. What are your
1: choices? What are the choices? A.
5: In the open air. B, under a table. C, in a greenhouse. D, in a doorway. Outside. Wait, in a greenhouse is the worst place to be? That's one of the choices? Outside. You think outside is? I wanna
1: hear them again. What are the four choices?
5: A, in the open air. Mm -hmm. B, under a table. C, in a greenhouse. D, in a doorway.
1: The worst place to be? I think it'd be in anything where there's stuff that could fall on you. So a greenhouse?
5: I don't know. C. I'm just gonna say a greenhouse for fun. We're okay. See what is C it? in a greenhouse. It really it is? Okay, Thanks. that makes sense. Which U.S. state has the least chance of an earthquake? <laughs> a. Washington. B. Utah. C. Alaska. D. Colorado. Alaska. Mm, I'm gonna say Utah. D Colorado. Wow, we were both wrong. The least
1: place for oh, that's a safe place to live. Yeah, so Aunt wow. Carrie and the girls and Uncle Steve are in a good safe and Uncle earthquake-free zone. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, Sam and Kenzie are right now. Yep. The Ring of Fire zone, Fire. <laughs> known for its frequent earthquakes, includes which of the following locations? A, Mount Pinatubo, Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh B. Anchorage, Alaska. Anchorage, uh-huh. Anchorage, Alaska, C, San Francisco, D, all of the above. I think it's all of the above. I
1: think it is too, because I think some of the yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. What do you think? Is it right? Yep. right? D One, woohoo! What did we win?
5: Nothing. Pride. Okay. An earthquake measuring three point five on the richer scale is likely to produce what effect? A people on the top floor of buildings will feel it, but no one else will. B, windows and furniture will rattle. C, weak structures and walls will fall. D, shockwaves will be visible on the ground. I have
1: no clue. It's either C or D. Is three, so 3.5, is that pretty low? That's a pretty low earthquake, right? I have no idea. I have no idea either. So what's the answer?
5: A, people on the top floors of buildings will feel it, but no one else will. So, so it's, it's not
1: big. big. Not too big mm-hmm. of a one. Yeah. Mhm.
5: Interesting. Okay, what is the study of earthquakes? I don't know. What is the study of earthquakes? earthquake catology.
1: Oh, it's a...
5: something I don't know. Seismology. Seismology? Seismology, yeah. Oh, okay. How many percent of earthquakes occur... uh, eh, OCC... Occur. You are. Thank you. The, in the Pacific Ring of Fire, a lot.
1: What percentage? Yeah, I would say
5: sixty percent.
1: I'm gonna go with eighty-two. Eighty percent. Yes. All right. All right. Is that all? Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're. Yep. So the
0: earthquakes are big and deadly. Yep. And
1: you know, quaking go. of the earth. Can I tell a story real quick since we just have a second? Yep. No. Your dad, Rick, and I were in My Vegas visiting Grand and Poppy when they lived there. And we woke up, and the mini blinds in the window were banging back and forth, mm-hmm. hitting the window. And mm-hmm. we uh-huh. were like, what is that? And then it stopped, and so we didn't worry about it. And then we all got up, and we were sitting in the family room, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, we saw the the light over the table, the dining room light, start swinging and swinging and, and swinging, and we're like, shaking, shaking, oh, I think it's shaking. an earthquake. And so we went and looked outside, and the water was sloshing out of the pool. It was like, shoop, 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 shoop. Huh. that was really wild. I was. Did you guys feel it? You know, you couldn't really feel it so much, but when you saw everything else moving, then you could identify that you could feel the earthquake.
5: So, anyways, that's all I have. So. We will see you next segment. See you soon, Peoples!
3: This is Life at 10 on Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back to the program. I'm Elena, and you are listening to Back In. Okay, and what's our show topic today? We are going to talk about Wesley and his tidbits. Okay, people.
0: Well, we're not really going to talk about tidbits yet, but first of all, we're talking about the Olympic facts. Well, the 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 2012 Olympics, they are starting in London, England, on July 27th. 2012, my birthday, and they are ending on August 12th, two days after Elena's birthday. Yep. If none of you knew, which I most likely don't think any of our listeners did know, but yes, I am mostly, I'm just talking with the British accent. And, um, well, the next Olympics, the 2014 Winter Olympics, are supposedly going to be held in Sochi, Russia. That's really
1: cool. That's really cool. The
0: 2014 Winter Olympics, but yes, it is approximately 16 days until the Olympics, which is kind of exciting. Yay, yay, yay. And I have the theme song, the theme music for the Olympics, kind of strange that they have theme music, it is called The Muse Song Survival, which is a song.
1: I guess that was just announced recently.
0: Yes, it Mm -hmm. was. And my mother was wondering if you have to be 16 or over to be in the Olympics, and actually you can be 15, but you must turn 16 at the end of the year.
1: So a 15-year-old could be in it as long as their birthday is, they turn 16 before December. Before December. first. That's
0: yes. pretty
5: cool.
1: I wonder how many 15-year-olds are going to be in the Olympics.
0: Elena, how many countries do you think participate in the Olympics? 256? One hundred and forty-six countries are in the game. Pretty cool.
5: Yes. We talked about it at church. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. And Elena, what country do you think always comes out first in the Olympics? Always? Always. Really? You know when all the countries come walking out with the flags? Oh, I
5: know this one. Okay. Which
0: country comes out first, always, every year? Russia? Greece. I knew that because Greece is they are the ones that actually started the Olympics back in whatever and then I believe that actually the country that is hosting the Olympics comes out after them I didn't look that one up but yes and um so I have many different ticket prices if you want to go see the Olympics table tennis otherwise known as ping pong starts at 20 pounds and goes to 125 pounds which 20 pounds is like $40 $40 and 125 pounds
1: is $200. So that's not too much money to go see ping pong no. or table tennis.
0: Yes. And then fencing is not nearly the same. It's 20 to
1: 95. Archery? I, I'm I'm curious because what do you think is the most popular event?
5: What do you think it's most popular? What
1: do you think would be the most popular event?
5: I'd have to say something like swimming or that's one of the most popular.
1: I would say the gymnastics.
0: Gymnastics, swimming and athletics are the most popular. On here the three least popular are fencing, archery and taekwondo. Yes but so the prices for gymnastics and Athletics and swimming go from 20 pounds. Well, swimming is 20 pounds to 450 pounds.
1: Yeah. So that would be, that's like a $900 basically. is the most expensive ticket
0: basically to
1: watch swimming.
0: Gymnastics is the same and athletics is 50 pounds to 450 pounds.
1: Elena, would you pay $900 to go watch
5: Well, that's I could like barely sit through a movie. <laughs> Those are
0: the best tickets that you can get that are all nice and stuff, but you can just pay... $100 and...
1: and see it, yeah. And do you think that the $900 tickets are probably like the gold medal round, like the finals yes, or something? Yes, they
0: are, actually. Are yes. they? Okay. And um, this thing, there's this thing called Orbit. Orbit? Orbit. The gum, the chewing gum? No. Okay. What it is, is <laughs> it's kind of like a tower that raises up behind the little coliseum for the Olympics, and you can go up in it and watch the Olympics while you're in it. It's really quite cool. And to do that, it's 15 pounds, and the weight is 45 minutes to go up. Kind of expensive, but yes. No, well, it's not $30. So, Elena.
5: Oh, it's actually not half bad.
0: Hmm. Elena, what do you think is the smallest team of the Olympics? The smallest team. The fewest members. Yeah. fewest athletes. The
5: fewest athletes. What
0: country? Age. Um, You're listening to Voice Mac Kids and we're going to be right back with the latest question now. Elena. Okay. What do you think is? The smallest oh, okay. I'm
5: very confused.
0: So I will tell you it's an Oceania.
5: You didn't give me time to answer.
0: I know the Oceania.
5: Okay. What if that was what I was going to say. Gonna
0: it's say. in Oceania. That's like a group of islands, sort of.
1: So give her a hint. So it's a it's a it's an island. We uh-huh. need to guess an island.
0: Second. Oh, okay. I need to um find the page of the countries. Or Oceania. Okay. Um, it's the sorted islands around Australia, Fiji, Guam. Like in the Pacific area? These islands, Elena now. You need to choose one of those islands, and that will be your answer.
1: The smallest team.
0: What island do you think? Tonga. Tonga it is not, actually. It, It the smallest Or do you want to guess again before? I want to guess again. (laughs) Guam? Um, I'll give you one more try to guess. That place. Tuvalu. No, actually, it's the Cook Islands. The what islands? The Cook Islands. C-O-O-K Islands. They have a team of
1: five. Five athletes? Five athletes. I am guessing that in the Cook Islands... What what events? Do you know what events they are playing? Well, it's a small
0: island country. Maybe running? Maybe running, yes.
1: Maybe running running around the island, archery, shooting across the island. Okay.
0: Yeah, because you could be be climbing at volcanoes and such. Now, I'm going to begin talking with a regular accent again. And I'm moving on to foods of what? Some traditional
1: Irish and English foods, yes. Tidbit. So if I were going to the Olympics are these foods that I would probably want to eat or could eat? Um, you could eat, I'm not sure you'd
0: want to but okay. yes. Tell me about it, lay it on me. Okay well, there's one of the foods called Rumbledy Thumps. Rumbledee Thumps? Rumbledy Thumps. I just thought that was a fun name I didn't really look up anything about Rumbledy Thumps.
1: I think Rumbledee Thumps is the same is it di- is the same but a different name as something else on your list. Haggis? No. Bubble and squeak? I think I think one of those. Anyways, tell us about Toad it. in the hole. Okay. So, Elena, what do you think is
0: bubble and squeak? Mouse. No. Actually, it's a <laughs> Deep dish. fried mouse. It's a dish of potatoes and cabbage chopped and fried together. Yum. Bubble and squeak. Cabbage, cabbage,
5: cabbage. cabbage. I like
0: cabbage. At least there's no Brussels sprouts in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what do you think
5: is toad in the hole? Oh, I know this one. It's, oh my goodness. I hate it when I know it and I just can't think of it. It's, it's the, it's not frog legs? Toad in the hole? No, No.
0: it's
1: not.
5: I know what it is. It's nothing to do with frog. I know what it is, but just tell me.
0: It's kind of like pigs in a blanket. It's like a small hot dog and a little, little piece of bread that's all wrapped up and I love it. I love um, pigs in a blanket, so toad in the hole I might like,
1: mm-hmm. unless it's toad meat. <laughs> toad, toad hot dog.
0: <laughs> yes. Lena, what hot do you toad, think? Hot toad,
5: <laughs> hot toad. Hot frog, because frog, would
0: you like to eat any of these foods? Rumbly thumbs, bubble and squeak, toad in the hole? Bubble and squeak. Okay. Now let's see if you would like to eat haggis. What do you think it has in it? Sheep poop. No, it has. Okay. It has a sheep's liver, heart, lungs, and tongue inside of the sheep's stomach combined with suet, onions, dried oats, kosher salt, black pepper, and ground
1: herbs. I would taste
0: All it. All in the You'd sheep's stomach. shove it into a stomach and Filled boil it. with air.
1: Well, it looks like it puffs up. And yeah, it's it being does, boiled. but it's not.
0: Yeah, I would taste it. Would you really? You're such a brave girl. Guess how long it takes to build it. To make good.
5: Five and a half hours.
0: You totally looked at my paper. I did. I did.
5: I did. Yeah.
0: <sighs> one second, one minute? One minute. Okay. Wait. I'm not done. Okay. Would you want to eat any of these foods? Yes. Which one? Or
5: one's bubble and squeak. Bublé and squeakle. Mm-hmm. And I'd want to taste tagus <laughs> I've had snail. In the, hole. snail. in the hole. Yeah, I've had snail. snail. I
0: don't think snail's as bad as a sheep's stomach, liver, heart, lungs, and tongue.
5: I would taste it. Definitely taste it.
1: All right.
0: Mom, you might All want right. to look up pictures of it so Elena can see. Oh,
5: no. I watched Brave. I know what it looks like. Let's take a break. This is back in, and we will be right back.
3: You're listening to Voice America Kids, walking the fine line between clever and smart.
4: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
5: You're listening
0: to Voice America Kids, real kids, real talk radio.
3: This is Life at 10 on Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back to the program. I'm Elena. in I was eaten by turkey. And I was, unless I was eaten by haggis. Bleah. Okay, so, Wesley, do you want to start off with our topic of etiquette?
0: Our topic is British etiquette while you're eating in Britain.
5: So if I were going to England. In other words, England. If you're going to England right now, this is etiquette
0: that you you should do if you're eating formally so you don't look like a slav American, like one of those slobby American people. Not us, obviously. Yes. These are some of the things that you should not do. You should never lick or put your knife in your mouth. Yeah. Is it apparently very impolite to put your elbows on the table while you're eating. Mom well. says that. Yeah. Um don't reach over someone's plate for something. Ask for the items to be passed.
1: I think that's an American thing too.
5: Yeah.
0: Never use your fingers to push food on your spoon or fork. Don't look at me, Mom.
5: <laughs> that's not something I do. And no. it is impolite
0: to slurp your food noisily.
1: Well, I think that's etiquette everywhere. Don't you think that's American etiquette too? Yeah.
5: Some of that? Some I mean, of it. It is yeah. impolite to start eating before everyone has been served unless your host says that you don't need to wait. Is that true at your house,
1: Elena? Like if you have company? Yeah. It's kind of a good rule.
5: Yeah. Never chew with your mouth open. No one wants to see the food being chewed or hearing it being chomped on. <laughs> that's like a big thing in our house. We don't like yeah.
1: looking at food in people's mouths. Yeah.
5: Never talk with food in your mouth. I say that still here. It is impolite to put too much food in your mouth. Never blow your nose on a napkin. Napkins are for dabbing your lips and only for that.
0: And your hands. Wait, wait, yeah.
5: wait, wait. wait. But in England...
0: It's called a survey.
1: It's... Service. Survey. Survey. I'm pretty, I think it's a survey. And it's only for dabbing your hands. So maybe you're not supposed to eat with your Maybe you don't eat with anything with your
5: hands. It's only to dab or In your England... Lips. Yeah, maybe you
0: don't eat anything. Else. Maybe that's
5: the thing. Okay. So maybe you don't eat This is hands,
0: how so you or... eat with a knife and fork in England. The fork is held in the left hand and the knife in the right. If you have a knife in one hand, it is wrong to have a fork in the other with the prongs or the tines pointed up. That's kinda dumb. Hold your knife with the handle in your palm and your fork in the other hand with prongs pointing down. When eating in formal situations, rest the fork and the knife on the plate between mouthfuls or for a break for conversation. If you put your knife down, you can turn your fork over. It's correct to change hands when you do this, too. So if you are right-handed, you should switch and eat with the fork in your right hand.
1: Oh, well that makes sense Yeah. you pick it up and you cut it and then you put it down and then you put it to your other hand yeah. that, right. we do that here.
0: If it is your sole eating instrument, the fork should be held with the handle between the index finger and the thumb resting on the side of your middle finger.
1: Well, how else would you hold it? That's what I want to know. (laughs) Maybe there's other ways to hold it. I don't know. That seems a little silly, doesn't it? Isn't there something in there about they never eat with their hands unless it's at a barbecue and you're allowed? Yeah. One second. One second.
5: Okay. Uh, never take food from your neighbor's plate. Never pick out food. Never pick food out of your teeth with your fingernails.
0: I don't have fingernails. I trim them off.
5: <laughs> it is okay to pour your own drink when eating with other people, but it is more polite to offer pouring drinks to the people sitting on either side of you. It is okay to put milk and sugar in your tea and coffee, or to drink them both without either
1: these everything that they're saying are pretty much our rules do you think is yeah anything that's unusual
5: yet there's a few things I think what comes next is going to be kind of okay I'm ready we eat with the fork in our left hand and the knife in our right hand or the other way around if you're left-handed at the top of your plate will be a dessert spoon and a dessert fork and so it's like okay. in England mm-hmm. if you are eating at a formal dinner party you will come across many knives and forks Start with the utensils on the outside and work your way inward with each substance course. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Here's some stuff about if you're eating, like, at a barbecue or say. Yeah. Always say thank you when you're served something that shows appreciation. Well, of course. Well, you may eat chicken or pizza with your fingers if you're at a barbecue, finger buffet, or very informal setting. Otherwise, always use a knife and
1: fork. Well, when- I have a question, I have a comment. Sometimes I use a knife and a fork with my pizza if it's really hot and I don't want to pick it up. Yeah, that's you okay. Do
0: that? That's fine. Have you do. ever eaten
1: a Twinkie with a
5: knife and a fork? No. I don't like Twinkies. <gasps> candy
0: bar. How do you not like Twinkies? No, Mom.
5: No? I've done that. Yeah, a candy bar with a knife <sniffs> and a fork? Three Musketeers. It was very fun. My friend and I decided we were going to act formal the entire day, so we ate it with a kni- knife and fork. How
1: was it? Was it better than eating it with your
5: hands? No, because it mushed all the marshmallow. No.
1: Oh. Okay.
5: Okay. When eating rolls, break off a
0: piece of be- bread before buttering. Eating it whole looks tacky. No, it doesn't. Well,
5: what is crazy British people?
0: Eating a roll break looks a piece? tacky. Always break off a piece before you butter the roll. Oh, that's
5: what I do. Because eating
0: the whole thing looks tacky. Well,
5: That's good. what I do just because my mouth is... It's good. easier, yeah. yeah it's like, eh,
0: right. And on formal dinner occasions, it is good manners to take some butter from the butter dish with your bread knife and put it on your side platter plate. So put butter on the side of your plate.
1: Instead of right on your roll. Yeah, for That's, the roll. Yeah.
0: Then butter pieces of the roll using this butter prevents the butter in the dish getting full of bread crumbs as it is passed around.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: In a restaurant, this is kinda of strange. It is normal to pay for your food by putting your money on the plate the bill comes on. A
1: bill comes on a plate? Well it comes out well, in our country it comes on that little tray. You know how sometimes they bring you a tray? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So you put your money on the tray.
0: Okay. Elena, do you want to read any other things? I do, I do, I do. that one?
5: That's Hattie Pete's. i pizza. I'm not there yet. I oh. Okay. You are listening. You are listening to Life at 11. Mm-hmm. Soon to be Life at 12. I'm Elena, and it's a five-minute break. Not break, just... Yeah, it's kind yeah, of right. Kind of right. No. Yeah. All right. How to eat peas? To be very very polite, peas should be crushed onto the fork. A Ooh. fork with the prongs pointing down. The best way to have load The best way to have load the fork with something to which they will stick such as a potato, potato or soft veg, vegetable that squashes easily onto the fork. Just use a spoon.
1: Wait, so you're supposed to use your fork so so it'll stay and you, just mash it in there?
5: Yeah. So you take, right. like, you get mashed potatoes on your fork, and then you just go against the peas and mush Dip them down. The Dip it in the peas. in the peas and so then it'll
1: stick. That's what it's saying, how the yeah. best way to eat them?
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's how I eat them, but if you don't like it in your mood, food mixed, this is going to yeah. be kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes easier to put your knife down and then switch your fork to the other hand so that you can shovel the peas against something else on the plate and then they'll end up on your fork somehow. (laughs) The fork should not be used as a scoop but held to the points of the prongs face the face the peas. so Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. right yeah yeah Okay.
0: okay now I have some stuff about eating soup pudding and using a napkin or survey. When you're eating soup in Britain, tip the bowl Away from you, and scoop the soup up with your spoon. Okay. Okay. The soup, the soup, the soup, the soup should always be taken without slurping, of course, from the side of the spoon and not from the end, as oh. most in the rest of Europe. Okay, I see. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. And then I have the stuff about pudding, desserts. To eat dessert, break the dessert on the spoon, one bite at a time. Push food with the fork. This is an optional thing you can do, apparently, into the spoon, and then eat from the spoon, fork and left hand, spoon and right. So they're assuming... You need a fork and spoon to eat pudding. All right.
5: Hmm. It's fun. At camp, what mm-hmm. Presley and I did is they were just like the styrofoam plates. Mm-hmm. So we'd scoop a big bunch of chocolate pudding in it, and then we'd tear off the end. So kind of like a pitcher, you know how they're open? Yep. And then we would put them up, <laughs> and take a fork and, like, push them into our mouths. So it's like a funnel into your mouth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, this
0: is how to use a napkin or survey. This is the golden rule. Is that a napkin should never be used to blow your nose on. <laughs> okay. This is a definite no-no. Napkins should be placed across the lap, tucking them into your clothing may be oh. considered common. I tucked them under my leg.
1: Do you? it does not fall off. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Wow. Because the fan's always on when we're eating. If you tuck it in to your clothing, it may be considered common. Like so that's a common like thing to common, do. Like you're a common person. Yeah, you're not like a royal
5: person. Oh, okay. One of the royals. Well. So, if you've accidentally taken too much food and you can't eat it, mm-hmm. you say, I'm sorry, it seems that my eyes are bigger than my stomach. <laughs> or... Oh, I'm full now. Okay. I okay. It's funny that they tell you what to say, but... It's time to go, Elena, and it. Alrighty. Thank you to, for listening to Life at 11. Come back next week. Thank you, and... Enjoy your peace. Enjoy your peace.
0: Go away. Bye. Et- etiquette. <laughs> Thanks for listening.